Podcast. My name is Ramon Ray with the Score Small Business Success Podcast. My name is Ramon Ray, editor of Smart Hustle Magazine. Today we have another amazing entrepreneur and small business owner, Zach Zeff, who's with Zeponic Farms, who's going to talk to us, and you're going to learn about a lot of things. And I think one thing, Zach, that I know I want to learn from you is about your business, but the aspect of you don't have to go it alone, that you can get Absolutely. help. So, Zach, welcome to today's podcast. No, thank you for having me, Ray. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. So, Zach, tell us a little bit. Zeponic Farms. Now, is that a rock group that's trying to be cute like getting into farming? Um, is that a sleep deprivation pill? What is Zeponic Farms? <laughs> so, Zeponic Farms is an urban agriculture company. We do all of our farming out of a shipping container, and we provide fresh local produce to the market. I mean, it's all farmed by the special needs and autism community. That's kind of the cool thing about us. Great. And for those who are not familiar with local farming, et cetera, tell us a bit more. Why is it important? What does that mean? Who cares about it? What market do you serve? Tell us a bit more about the, 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 the market overall. Right. So sustainable agriculture, that's kind of our niche. We're real focused on you know, making sure that local produce, and when I mean local, we, we mean about 20 miles from our customer. So that's kind of our what's important to us is making sure that you're getting food that's high in nutrient density. It's close, and it's done by methods that you can support. So we don't use any pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, anything like that. And opposed to the conventional farm, our farming methods use about 90% less water. So we're also helping the water, you know, the planet with water conservation. So wow, yeah, uh huh. And you know, we also kind of add that community aspect. So with local agriculture comes, you know, people coming together, and we and we started that adding the special needs, you know, community to it. That really helps people get behind what we're doing and kind of create a little movement. So it's been, it's been, it's been a great ride. Absolutely. And so I understand about the business model as well. And when you say local, now I know you're located in Virginia. Right now, is it a local play in the local Virginia area? Or is the plan to have these shipping containers all around the country producing vegetation, you know, uh, uh, plants and <laughs> things of this mm-hmm. nature around the country? Explain that as well, how that works. Well, right, right now, our niche is kind of the college campus. One thing that's really been growing is the importance of local food to college students. You know, they, they have these big dining services, and they want to make sure their food's local. They want to make sure their food's fresh, right. and they want to know where it's coming from. So what we're real focused on is actually putting our farms on these campuses. Wow. And, and, I, and I think, yeah, and I think that would be something that would really help kind of create a good community on the college campus as well. So they see where their food's coming from. It's grown by the students and then eaten by the students. So that's kind of a great model for us, I think. Great. And if I could dig into this a bit more, so the idea, I guess, if you, as you scale this, would be take a shipping container, send it to the Texas College Campus, Indiana College Campus, and you build up a team, I guess, somehow, that we can talk about later or that's not germane to this, but to actually farm it, work it, mm-hmm. sell it, and go from there. So it's all centered around the shipping container and good people who can farm it. Is that about right, or am I, is, it, is, it, is it more than that or different than what I'm assuming it is? Yeah, I mean, we're starting with the shipping container model because it's easy, it's scalable, and it's especially right. as a learning tool for students, it's just perfect. But the one thing that we focus on is colleges that have special needs programs and autism programs. One uh-huh. of our local colleges does, and that's kind of how we started that partnership. But again, yeah, we are, we're completely open to, to moving to other colleges that have those kind of programs. It's what we encourage, and that's kind of our, our model is making sure that we include you know, those kind of students as well. Got it. And what got you into it? What was your passion? I mean, why did you start Zeponic Farms? Well, you could have been the proverbial accountant, lawyer, doctor, massage therapist, I don't know, artist. Why did you want to start this uh, business? And I know it has definitely something to do very personal to you and your family. Right. So my younger brother, who's 22 years old, has autism. 
And uh, one of the one of the roadblocks that he has hit is he's not able to find employment. Um, there's not any job opportunities for him. Um, he does a lot of volunteer work and stuff in his community. But as far as employment or just just a meaningful career, there weren't any options for him. So we kind of started this farming model, which originated from backyard gardening, um, and it grew into you know a, a vertical farming business. But the purpose was to give him a career, something that he can feel that's meaningful something that he can see where the produce goes, who it goes to, and really, you know, feel like he's a part of something, you know, not just bagging right, groceries right. or doing, doing, you know, a meaningless, repeatable task, but something that's, that's a career, something that really helps the community and also, you know, helps the community see the importance of these individuals, which is also a big aspect of, of what I wanted. Nice. And would you call yourself, Zach, a social entrepreneur? Is that, is that a term that fits well with you or is it or, or no? How do you see your business if I had to label what you're doing? I do, because I think that's uh, how our mission started. That's our why. Um, that's what we really stand behind. You know, we, of course, we're local produce, sustainable agriculture, but we also have that, as you said, that social enterprise aspect where we really want to keep the special needs and autism population included and help support them as well. And for those that are looking to be social entrepreneurs and who have a passion for that, how do you blend the aspect of we need to be profitable, we have to make money, and we're not a nonprofit. We are a business, though with we have a passion for something that's for the greater good. Any advice or how you blend that or how you merge the two together? Yeah, well, well here's a great quote. Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank once said, he said, people always want to help the planet as long as it doesn't cost them money or time. And I think that's such a great quote because <laughs> right. I mean, it, really, it really brings awareness to, look, people always want to support these kind of things. They always want to get behind these things. And if you can create a business that can support all of that, and make money, it's a, it's a win-win. You know, it's, it's exactly what our planet needs as far as growth. You know, it, it's what we need, you know, as entrepreneurs is to, to kind of, you know, bring these things to light. And it, and it helps people who have great ideas to help the planet, but also have a good product. Um, you know, I think we have a great product and it really helps our mission. So those two can go together, you know, hand in hand. And I, and I, and I think that's, that's important. It's interesting you said that because I think that, you know, you said you have a great product. I think at times people may think, well, we're a social enterprise or we're just trying to help the poor or, or, help, or, or help to save the planet or help those who are disadvantaged. And so we, have to, we can have an inferior product. We don't have to have our A game. That's not what I'm hearing mm -hmm. with you. You sound like a full-fledged entrepreneur who's about to kick butt, but mm -hmm. it so happens you have a passion for something. Does that make sense what I'm, what I'm asking, getting at? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do, you know, like you said, I think we have a great product with our, you know, our, our sustainable agriculture is our focus with local produce that's highly nutritious, that's hydroponically grown. But it's, like I said, it's made by the special needs and autism community. And I think when people make choices, they tend to stand behind something that has a, a mission that they feel like they want to support. So I think that gives us an advantage. Right. And would you tell people who are social entrepreneurs and doing something for the greater good in their business, that's a part of their business, is that something you market? Do you wear the, the you know, we're helping those with autism on your sleeve? Do you wear our produce is fresh? I know you wear that one on your sleeve. Do you wear that on your sleeve and you right. use the marketing or no? How, how do you, and what, what do you do and how do you advise others, I guess is really the question. So I think the, the whole autism component is part of our free word of mouth advertising. Um, we focus on our product because that's what's important to our customers as well. But the, the way that people kind of share our story is through our kind of autism mission. And, and I think that really helps with autism and it's helped us reach out to a lot of people.
who are who are interested in our product. And that's kind of how we started our partnership. So I would say that using your mission kind of as your free word of mouth advertising and then focus on most of your marketing on the product. I love it. That makes sense. I, I love that. So actually, that's a, that's a, gives you a leg up possibly, meaning others who are in the sustainable food marketplace, you can say, well, in addition to that, we are helping people who are in the autism community. As you said, use it as free word of mouth marketing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Got it. And so let's talk a little bit about one thing you said, Zach, that was interesting to me is that as you're starting your business and even as you're growing it, you don't have to do everything yourself. Help me understand that. And do you find that small business owners you're talking to are in that, in that kind of uh, rut of, I don't know, I got to do it myself, but I need help. I don't know when to hire. I don't know how to hire. Tell me more about how, you know, how you're finding that in your world and what's your advice for us? I mean, I, I think it's always important, especially, especially, I can't stress it enough when you're starting, is to find a mentor, someone who's done it before, and someone who can, who can guide you on the, on the right path. Um, right, Because right. there's so many paths to go on. Making sure that you're doing things the right way is, is so important. And we found SCORE, which is the... Uh, Absolutely. Which is such a wonderful nonprofit organization. It's really helped us to grow our business from both a marketing standpoint, a startup standpoint. I mean, the, the business plans, you know, the proposals, running the business, getting our, you know, our first major deal. I mean, it, it was huge for us. And, I, you know, having a mentor, especially in SCORE, was just so valuable. I mean, I, I still contact him all the time. You know, he's helped me find other mentors to help me grow. You know, and, and I think that's important as an entrepreneur is to make sure that you're always learning, always supported, and always growing. And, you, and I don't think you can do that without a mentor. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Score is a great organization. I've used it myself in my business for many, many, many years. And what would you say beyond the score? I mean, score is awesome. And for those uh, small business owners that are looking for other mentors, how do you find one? Of course, score, you can go to score.org and look up and find a mentor in your local community. What about other mentors that you may need, you know, manufacturing or other things? Do you, do you pay them, Zach, for mentorship? Do you beg them? Do you nag them and call them every day? Zach, Zach, <laughs> I have a question for you. How do you, how do you find a mentor? How do you use a mentor? How do you show appreciation? How do you not become annoying? How does that work? Well, I think it's something that you find along your path. I really do. I know that sounds cliche, but, you know, especially with our mission, we found people along the way that loved it, wanted to support it, and also had, you know, the experience to help guide us. You know, so a lot of chefs we found that were just, hey, wow, this is really cool. Here, this is how we can help you support it. Here, this is what you should do. Here's the next step that you should take. And, and I think that was, that was really key. There's been a lot of chefs that have been extremely helpful in our local country clubs. Chef Sergio Mueller was, was, has been amazing. i got to give a shout-out to him. And they just really helping us you know, focus on different aspects of the business that we might not have thought of. And that, of course, comes with any kind of mentorship. So it's been very helpful. Right. So it seems like finding a mentor is not something that you necessarily seek for and beg for. Like the Craigslist ad, it seems like it kind of blends both ways. It comes to you, and you go to the mentor. You know, it's a mutual Bonding, kind of like finding a girlfriend or a boyfriend or something, in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's the way. It's, it's just like networking. I mean, you know, once you, you meet someone, and you'll, you'll meet another person along your path as well. So that's kind of how I found it. I haven't advertised for a mentor. SCORE was the one that I actually found through, a, you know, on SCORE's online, great online resources that they have online. But the other mentors that I found really have been just people that found out about our business. Some of them contacted me, actually, um, just because they loved our mission and they wanted right, to, right. to find a way to help support us. 
Got it. A good, great story. Thank you very much. And let's talk about help in another way as well. I was thinking initially help as far as as you're growing, not to do the marketing, not to do the accounting, not to do, you know, dragging the containers, not to getting the, uh-huh. the topsoil in your case alone. Does that come in or also roll here in that you don't have to do it? Of course, it's impossible as you go through things alone. But I know in my own business, I found sometimes when do I hire a salesperson? When do I not? What do I do? What do I find somebody else to do? Any insight, Zach, on that aspect of running a business as you grow? Yeah, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head that, that you don't have to do it all yourself. And it's important that you don't because that really that can hold you back because there's so many different things that you have to be doing. And especially as, you, as you're starting as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be good at everything. You know, you're, you're good at one thing. That's why you're in business. I and mean, it's important to focus on that and find other people to help you do the rest because people are good at things. <laughs> Everyone's right, right. good at something. Find, making sure that you find, you know, great people to help you, you know, especially in hydroponics and, and everything, you know, finding good mentors, finding, a, you know, people who, who know what they're doing uh, right. that can help you. It, it's so important because, you know, when I first started, you know, I, I wanted to do it all. You know, I wanted to do all of the farming, all of the marketing, all of the sales, all of this. And it really, you know, it, it floods your schedule. You can't do it all. You can't do everything the right way. And, you know, that, that's why it's just so important to make sure you, you reach out, you find people who love your mission, who want to do, you know, who, who can support it, and also who, who can help you do what you can't do. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, no, that's so true. And as we come to kind of rounding up the discussion, Zach, I'm curious, you know, can you share with us some of the challenges you face as you're growing your business? I know I think it's still kind of growing, but I'd love, I always love to hear entrepreneurs, what are two or three challenges you've been through and how did you overcome them? And then brag, what are some successes you've had that you can look back and say, Ramon, we crushed it. Anything you can share with the successes and then challenges so we can all who are hearing this podcast learn from you. Sure. So I'll start with, I'll start with the challenges. I think the biggest <laughs> okay. one that I came was, you know, trying not to grow too big, too fast, you know, making sure that we have a great foundation, a scalable model that we can continue. And not just, you know, once you get the first little bit of success, you want to just, oh, let's go big, let's go big, you know, kind of staying away from that mindset, right, just right. focusing on, on building a company the right way. And I think that was one of the biggest challenges that I mm-hmm. started with. And then another one was education. I mean, learning how to start a business, learning, you know, being a, a new entrepreneur is always tough. It's always important to keep learning. That's tough for all of us, man. Um, I hear that for absolutely. sure. That's tough for all of us. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you branch out, always reading, always always learning, always growing. It's very important. And and the last one was was probably bringing vertical farming to Northern Virginia. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. a very very new thing, and you know, not everyone understands it. You know, and, and and it's my goal to make sure people understand it, know it's safe, know it's it's really 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 good. You know, it's great for our planet. It's great for sustainable agriculture, and it and it creates great nutritious products. So that, right. I think that was another I, challenge that we went through. I, I can see Zach in your Brooks Brothers suit standing in front of thousands of people. <laughs> Hello, my name is Zach. I'm a farmer, a vertical farmer. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because not everyone knows what it is. So it's, that's definitely right. a challenge. You know, because it's so absolutely. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. And go ahead, please. Uh-huh. Oh, and and then success. I would say we did win a, a, a Green Business Award um, that got some nice, national recognition nice. through Sam's Club, which was great. And I, I think that our biggest success was partnering with our with our college. I mean, that was that was a huge for us. Um, we found a, a great partner um, in George Mason University, and they've really helped nice. us grow. And, and And we're looking to really start the first model that will help with you know, really putting these farms on campus creating that college model and seeing if that's something that we can replicate. So I think that's one of the biggest things so far that we've kind of accomplished. 
Awesome. And congratulations on that. Zach, anything you want to say to other social entrepreneurs to encourage them? Anything you'd like to share or say to the uh, autism community at all? I know both are passionate of you. Anything, you know, hey, thousands of people are going to be listening to you, so anything you want to share with them on either topic, if so? Yeah, I think for other entrepreneurs, I mean, again, as cliche as it sounds, just follow your passion. Find something that motivates you. Find something that's important to you and go for it. It's not always going to be great. It's not always going to be fun, but if you work hard, and you, know, you, you put in the time, you know, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get where you want to be. And, you know, for the, for the autism population, I mean, for us, I mean, this, that's our biggest mission. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this takes us. I mean, I think this really could be a, a big change, which is so desperately needed in, in the population, is to really get these adults, get them jobs, get, the, get, the, get other people to realize that it's important, that these are capable individuals, and that they can really do great things. To the Autism Communities Act. What's your uh, thought, what's your advice to the autism community? My advice is, is you know, for all the families out there, because I know, you know, w- once these adults get older, I mean, it's, it's really tough. And I, and I think that what we're doing is a start. It's motivation for other businesses to include these individuals as well in their, in their businesses. And I think it really does create a bright future for adults with special needs and autism to feel like they, they're going to be included in our future of business and to feel like they're going to be included in, in meaningful things going forward. Um, like in sustainable agriculture, I think it's just it's the future of farming. And I think it's it would be great to have those two go hand in hand with the autism community and, and vertical farming, sustainable agriculture. So I'm very excited to see how we go forward. No, I appreciate that, Zach. Thank you so much. So, ladies, again, once uh, once again, this has been uh, Zach Zepp, who's with Zaponic Farms, and who shared with us a lot about uh, the autism community, uh, social entrepreneurship, and uh, really that you don't have to go alone as you grow your business. And my name is Ramon Ray, editor of Smart Hustle Magazine, and this has been yet another Score Small Business Success podcast. Thank you, Ray, for having me. I appreciate it.